0: podcast is part of the sports social podcast network so let's say you're into yoga or pilates or maybe you dabble in gymnastics like me either way you know being flexible is key to doing what you love that's why smoothie king created this stretch and flex smoothie for people like us with whole fruits and organic veggies plus type 2 collagen make it part of your daily fitness routine to support flexibility and joint health so try the stretch and flex smoothie in tart cherry or pineapple kale Order online today for pickup or delivery. Smoothie King, rule the day. I'll only be a minute. Come in with
1: me. What is HomeSense anyway? Look, outdoor furniture is in. Hey, that's a great brand. And it's a six-piece set. Check out this price. Are you sure that's not just the table? No chairs, too. Is this an outdoor rug? It is. It's nicer than our indoor rug. Outdoor ottomans, planters, patio umbrellas. Are you seeing these prices? You save a lot at HomeSense. This is the year we love our backyard. Can I say something? Yes. I'll get the truck. And that is why I love you. Save on outdoor like never before at HomeSense. Discover a store near you at HomeSense.com.
2: Good
3: evening. It is a Monday night. It is uh, the forum. It is the day trippers. Welcome. It's Ray Dicko, your host. Um, There are four of us, as usual, tonight, four topics. and um, I guess we will uh, try and use this as a bit of therapy for what is uh, really starting to fall apart in terms of Liverpool's season. So uh, I have got uh, above me uh, Andy Young, top red. How are you doing, Andy?
2: Uh, do my best to stay at the top of redness at the moment. <laughs> it's quite difficult. <laughs> but uh, look, the, the fat bar, back bar, uh Presented a very strong case last night to totally give up on football. So <laughs> I, think, I think what we're trying to do is, is uh, give people some hope again, maybe. <laughs> try anyway. we
3: we'll play our best, eh? Yeah. Uh, as much as you'll try your best, Phil, no? Up there, we'll try and uh, destroy that all again. How are you doing, Phil?
4: Super, Ray. Super, right. This has been like the best season in ages, hasn't it? It really, <laughs> really has. Like we, ha- well, we spent we spent the best part of the two years and I have not talk about not as fucking loads to talk about. It's great, it's great. I love it was all shit
3: Getting mundane, wasn't it? I mean, like this is, like for for a team to be top of the league at Christmas. Like this is the implosions of all implosions must make you very happy. And then we've got um, over this side. We've got yeah. uh, Shane. How you doing, Shane?
5: Hey, right. Oh, good. Well, not good, but yeah. The only idea. thing that can make the only the only thing that can make Phil happier, I think, is if Paul Brennan was back on the pod with him <laughs> to, 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 to double up I, on the misery.
3: Some of the proper doom and gloom merchants, yeah. um, is probably would have, have spice
4: things up at this stage. Me, yeah.
5: me, me, Phil, Paul, and Jamie hosting that would be just epic.
4: <laughs> we invented the swamp. Me and Paul are the original tra- ogres of the swamp. So like we basically, uh, if, if if you wait around till midnight, we'll turn green and turn into Shreks. It's great crack.
3: Yeah. <laughs> right. So I guess the only thing that would have cheered a couple of you lads, or Andy and Shane in particular, was the courses being open back open today. So um, a massive, a massive one for you lads, and I know for Gav as well. So look, we're going to cover um, four topics tonight. Um, we're going to talk about, uh, first of all, as uh, it going to be my topic, we're going to talk, well, I'm going to basically say that, look, we don't deserve top four, after, particularly uh, what we've seen uh, after Christmas. Um, we're then going to go on to discussing uh, the merits of the Euro- being in the Europa League next season, seeing as that's um, the most likely outcome here. Um, we're going to then go on to um, leaders on the pitch or the lack thereof uh in this second half of the season and then and then we'll lead that into the mentality of next season and the impact um this implosion has had really so um without further ado um look I wanted to say really my my bit last night and I was listening to the lads on the on on the fat back four and you could you could hear the frustration and the anger but I, I at this at this point in the season and after the weekend um, I think I've kind of come to the conclusion, really, that we don't deserve top four, and I don't say that easily or lightly. And I was even hoping uh, I'd come on tonight and we'd get a bit of a boost from Palace, really, lads. Uh, but we, you know, we, again, it was kind of false storms on that um, 45 minutes where you thought maybe we'd be uh, let back in again. But I think the reality is we haven't. We just haven't. We haven't taken. Uh, we haven't taken the ball by the horns the second half of the season, even with the adversity that we've had with the injuries and whatnot. Um, We we had a fantastic position. Uh, You know, you can can understand us not winning this league. Manchester City have been very consistent in the second half of the season. Um, And look, they're always a force to be reckoned with. But the reality is the drop-off has just been so extreme and... The reaction to like really Saturday for all the chances that we had, it encapsulated what it's been like. Um you know, for the for the for the certainly that run of home games where we've taken very little from them. We've we've absolutely capitulated, and I don't think we deserve top four. There's <laughs> teams that deserve top four. Andy, what's your view? Yeah,
2: it's it it's all come to a head now, hasn't it? I mean, uh, the the whole um european super league uh, shite and then and then the performance at the weekend, although it was a decent performance first half you can't fault them um in terms of approach but they to give up those chances that they had it could have been like six or seven one at half time uh, but it's 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 all come to a head you know you you look at games like Chelsea and everything that were totally gutless performances whereas I mean the performance yesterday was, was a lot better our performance at the weekend. It was a lot better than some of our games um last season where we, we won by the odd goal. Like we could have been we could have been far and far away, but it's come to a head now. And look, if if our players can't finish off the, the type of chances that were created in that game, no, absolutely we don't deserve it. Um we we blagged our way to the top of the league coming up to Christmas. Um we we blagged our way. I mean like we were still within touch of distance despite not scoring a fucking single goal at Anfield for about three months. And we still managed to be within touch of distance of top four. We've only got ourselves to blame now. Everybody's accountable. Look, all the excuses in the world that we've, we've, we've given ourselves and we, we still hung in there to, to have a chance. But look, with a game like that, with those chances given up at the weekend, that's it. Now you just have to hold your hand up and accept that we do not deserve top
3: four. Uh, Shane, I'm gonna to come to Phil last because, like, I'm just gonna keep him waiting with that smiley, noddy face. Um, Shane, like, you made peace with this now, where uh, the situation we're in and, and the fact that Europa is, is looming large.
5: Yeah, look, Andy kind of hit the nail on the head. You don't listen, listen ultimately, you end up uh, where you're finishing the league is where you deserve to end up. It, it, it doesn't really lie, but the, the most disappointing thing for me is that, like Andy said. Like you, you go three months without scoring a goal barely. But when the door is open a jar, like a good team will take the opportunity that falls to them and like we just we've let them slip time and again. Like like a really a really strong team with strong mentality um that should be coming back. The door's open a jar slightly <laughs> Let's fucking run through that door, take the opportunity, and we've just fucked it away. Like we, we, by, by two late goals, eighty seventh minute, ninety fifth minute, or something like that against two bottom half. Well, fair enough. Listen, Leeds are, are top half, and they're a, they're a very good side to watch by the weekend. Um, okay. to give a, to give away uh, to give away two goals. I think we have done a topic on it before on here to come back last season. Maybe we, I think we won nine games last year, but the odd uh, goal to show that how strong mentally. The side where and how how well how good we were at seeing it out, but this season now they've they've crumbled after Christmas, and it's gone. We like it's you can put all the ifs, buts and maybe's now. If we beat United, now we're not going to beat United. Like you, you can't beat these sides at home. You're not going to go to Old Trafford against the team. You Who know, listen, like in our group, some people think you know are decent, others think they're shy, Johnny He thinks they're shy, but they they find a way to win. They just they find a way to win. And, we, and, and, and at this moment, since from Christmas on, we found a way not to win games. And yeah. ultimately, I'd have no confidence uh, going to Old Trafford. And listen, I wouldn't even be making us win a Dura 3 games, either, to be honest.
3: Yeah, I mean, Phil, we, you can draw parallels to the bad old days now, can't you? Some of your famous trips over to Anfield to watch some absolute. Disastrous result
5: performance. It's like the good old they're days. For you, they're as great as memories, right?
4: seeing like big lumps of plotters knocking around a pitch like Firmino and fucking Phillips and some absolute stockings of shite in the team it just takes you back to the good old days where we had Balotelli and Lambert and Markovic and lads were being thrown under buses that phrase is back this year it's it's just it's joyous it's joyous to be back in this position bringing lads off the bench you just can't make an impact (laughs) it's like a comfort blanket it's throwing a big comfort blanket of being shit around you Not, not having to worry about Achieving, not having to worry about upholding standards and pretending that like it actually matters. Like it doesn't. But like, I'll, I'll give you one thing. All right, I'll, I'll go the opposite way for you. Do we deserve to be top four? We deserve to be better than top four. We, at this moment in time, if this team had announced a bollocks about it, we'd be second. We've dropped 15 points. 15 points this season from leading positions after 75 minutes. Mm. 15 points on what we have at the moment would have us clear in second place in the league.
2: That's research right there. It there is. you go.
4: So that's 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 what we're talking about in terms of this team. <laughs> so the biggest the biggest enemy this team has is itself despite having like mm. farmers playing in, it, right? Despite having fellas who finished playing football 2 years ago. Despite having fellas who'll never play again, like you'll never see, like everyone knows how much American football I watch, but I'm looking at these the, these lads, and they remind me of all the undrafted free agents that you see turn up in, in a game here and there, and then you never hear about them again. We never know that in, in three years' time, one of the questions be, what happened to Reese Williams? Where did he hmm. go to? Do you remember he played in a couple of Champions League games, and we all think, doesn't he look like a baby Van um, Dyke? And then mm. you never, never, ever, ever, ever hear about him again, right? He's vanished. Ben Davies was that all a dream? Like there was a whole, <laughs> there was a whole television series. Dallas was built around Ben Davies going into the shower. But <laughs> where is Ben Davies gone? to <laughs> like, what is he? Does he exist? He
3: wasn't even on the bench just in case there was a chance he had what? to be put on. I mean, that I don't know what was going on. There. I mean, you know, there was no outside of Reese Williams. There was no Has, cover. It was almost like labels <laughs> they would they would have triggered a, a five hundred grand <laughs> clause or something.
4: <laughs> has anyone has anyone checked to see if if Ben Davies' uh, agent is the same fella as Ozan Kabak's agent? Because it looks it's starting to look like well if if you, if you sign him, I get the other fella in for you. Do you know what I mean? Like it's like it's you're starting to question that deal completely. Um But yeah, like uh, you know. Honestly, right, you say, do we deserve top four? Given the amount of winning positions we've been in, we deserve to be, as I said, we deserve to be second. If we were six points off City at the moment, we'd be saying, Oh, look, it's been a really shit league. It's been a really crap situation. But we're only six points off City. Who knows what could happen over these last couple of games? Because they have dropped points here and there. If they drop one, they'll get nervy and they get back into this. And like this is where this is what's instead we're talking about oh well we're only eight points off Leicester who knows if they lose all the rest of their matches and we manage to somehow go on a five-match winning streak which we haven't been able to do since the year torn 2020 then like you know that we will definitely go on and win the league like this is the insanity that we sit in at this moment of time it's just I uh, you know do we deserve top four not a chance we're not a Champions League team based on what we've done this season manager isn't a Champions League manager the players aren't Champions League outside of Mo Salah there's not one top level talent that's playing in that team at the moment. Robertson is an average left back. Trent has been an average right back this season. Um, Allison, basically, he's been a top six goalkeeper this year. If you want to look at the mistakes and things that he's done this season, that's the, that's the level he's played to. Um, and then you look at midfield when Yaldham is is done. I think his legs are gone. Thiago's at the moment doesn't fit this team whatsoever. Smashing player, but just doesn't fit how we play. Doesn't fit what do I. Um, Klopp wants to play. And it really is, really is looking like a terrible doom and gloom scenario for this team. We've gone from only needing to bring in one to two players in the transfer window to needing to bring in maybe 15, 16 to get us back to where we were. Yeah. And that's what it looks like.
3: Stephen O'Connor's, you know, fairly optimistic here in terms of saying next year things will be different for back. Um, next to Canate assuming that transfer happens um, bring in a few more and we're good Virgil killed our season that's and bollocks by the way and, can I just say
4: that's that's this this, this, this narrative that Van Dyke getting injured has killed our season like if your team relies on solely one player to deliver top four then how can we manage to make Champions League all the years that Van Dyke didn't sign mm. for us under club?
2: well look, yeah. look if you remember before Van Dyke got injured he was to have uh, his best run of form in our team no. Yeah, you know, he, he hadn't been he'd been dribbled past once in three seasons or something, and this season he'd been dribbled past three times in games, you know. So there <laughs> was West a the very bitter. yeah, there was a very, very notable drop off in in Van Dijk even before he did get injured. So look, these are nice excuses, these are nice reasons. Pile them all together, yeah, you may you maybe got a strong case for why we fell off a cliff, but I mean that 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 sort of thing in isolation doesn't wash.
3: Andy, uh, FSG house FSG the enemy at the moment. It's you know it's a hot topic. Yeah, <laughs> well, I thought um, I, I
2: actually thought that that was finished. Me, I mean, <laughs> I knew I, you know the the dust has kind of settled now, and I think people are looking back and how stupid was that to kind of go go as a as a way to uh, sort these problems out. But Klopp kind of knocked that on the head by saying that's not really the way forward. You, you know, people need to uh, be united together. in in the direction the club was going. Um, It seems to me like people were filled into something different than they weren't just investors. Like, did did people actually believe that? Time to fire up the grill.
0: Time to go to Total Wine and find the perfect flavor to pair with those burgers.
1: Ooh, I love their beer cooler.
0: (laughs) You love their prices even more.
1: Wondrous selection, helpful guides, ridiculously low prices. Total Wine and more.
2: These guys were one of us i mean i've supported them as owners because i think their uh, ambitions align with our ambitions uh, more often than other owners and they've got us to places that we wanted that people believe they wouldn't get us to But this whole fsg out notion to uh, what 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 is the people demand they want they want investors to come in who are a charity who are gonna stick to the very very strict nature of the whole club's ethos any billion air owner was gonna opt into that fucking um uh European Super League notion. Every every one of them. I mean people the the type of owners that are uh, FSG outists are craving did it as well. So that's forget it. That's that's what we signed up for now. As John Byron says, uh, these billionaire owners don't need to learn how football works. It's fans need to learn how billionaire owners in a modern game
3: work. But and that's one, it. One, Unless one, we hit a big reset button. Which which I'd love. Say, the one thing you could say, and this is, the, I I I want to link this back to the whole: do we deserve top four? In a way, the the before the whole uh, Super League fiasco, <coughs> yeah, in January, this started to rear its head about FSG's, you know management because of what was going on in that January transfer window because we were showing signs of uh, needing to 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 bolster our numbers not, in particular in particular the center back and we get to the very last knockings of the of the window before we act you know, it, it has has this has their kind of approach and their lack of ambition, shall we say, come home to roost in terms of us not getting top four and us having to play Europa League football next season. Do you mean when when they weren't
2: acting in January? Where they had yeah. to got one eye? And what was Breon? Yeah, I'd say yeah. I'd say that that had a big uh, major role. Look, what's. What uh, what the pandemic has shown is how like football is a false economy as it is like shit can come crashing down really quickly. You know what I mean? You you buy a player for fifty million, and he doesn't work out. Like when would you ever spend fifty million on anything for it to be worthless in a couple of years later? And um, but I think what the pandemic has shown is is no matter how much of a sustainable financial model you have, something can happen that you, you haven't you've like you get down 200 million, 250 million of a revenue stream in, in 12 months. You know what I mean? That's how quickly these things can happen. So to protect their asset, to protect the future of what they, what they've invested in, it made total sense. And maybe they were just looking at that as a formality. Like it look when it all got announced, I couldn't understand it. Uh, I thought something is up here. Something's wrong. Like none of this makes sense. Nobody's going to go for this. How could, how could such intelligent people with their money be, be so far apart and what, what fans want. But that's, but that's, that must've been what was going on. I don't know. But, but look, that, that this conversation is going to come back and back. And eventually there will be some sort of departure from UEFA. Um, uh, and, and the way that, the way the um, football as we know it is at the moment clubs are starting to gain more and more power than the uh, regulators themselves and they want they want the total departure it. and it's just going to happen either there's a big reset uh in football and people decide that they're happy enough to not having the best players in the world coming to england anymore and they're happy to go back to the way it was years and years ago when when you know the, the league was happen. no it's not going to happen but that's but that's um that's the only way football kind of repairs itself. But we're we're all skilled now. I don't think there's an appetite for our type of you know le- fucking stupid word legacy fans. Um, there there is the younger fan lads touched on it last night, and it's a really good point. Yeah, uh, kids coming up now, they don't really support football in the tribal way as we did when we were growing up. They're kind of supporting players and they're supporting like. Flashy things and the way the the way you can get things so easy now, like in in the FIFA, you just build a build a team of fantasy players, and there there is this expectation that that can just happen. And look, I've no doubt the, the, in my mind that the, this Andy, shit.
4: Andy. Andy, the, the stuff that you see out of these self-appointed union and, and club spokespeople groups, right? and, and, and people aren't going to like this, right? but like, I don't like unions. I don't like unionisations and stuff. right? That, I'm not on board with half the stuff that's being put out there, between open letters and stuff from SOS demand and representation and stuff like that, and that goes across the board for fans. I absolutely agree with fans getting together when there's a, when there's a disservice or something bad being done, but when you read some of the stuff that's being put out there, being a travesty to the club and stuff like that, that wasn't travesty. It was it was a wrong move by the owners. It was the but at the, Andy is right. There's no way they're going to be left outside. Bayern were happy to be left outside cuz Bayern dominate their league and don't give a shit about having any competition in their own league and they they've done to German football, what the ESL was going to do to European football, and Bayern were happy to stand outside in a, what was left of a Champions League and dominate that competition and call themselves European champions. They don't care mm-hmm. about it being a real competition. or not. They were happy just to be the, the biggest fish in the smallest pond they could possibly be, right? So in reality, when we get back to the idea of legacy fans whatever, I, I find it very disingenuous that any fan group can claim to represent the whole fan body because there was people who thought, well, actually, I'd rather I wouldn't. I don't want to see Liverpool outside a Super League. I don't want to see Liverpool outside. Some of us had read into the the new Champions League structure and thought this is an absolute cat's abortion of a tournament. Like, why would we? Like, if you think the Super League is bad, wait to see how bad this new Champions League is. And your man Seferin is already talking about that they're going to go back and renegotiate about this this super League, this new UEFA Champions League because the clubs that are in aren't even happy about it. So, like, we're, there, there was no perfect. This this whole thing is again is the media being led to dance and fans being led to Mm. dance by the media the media didn't give a shit about fans they didn't give a shit about fans when the tickets were being overpriced they didn't give a shit about fans when the fans couldn't get tickets to go to see Champions League finals they don't Mm. give a toss about fans until they want to drive their own narrative, Gary Neville Mm. being held up now as as the ambassador of fans, fuck off Gary Neville was holding himself up to make sure his pockets were lined with gold because he needs to keep funding his version of the European Super League when it comes to Salford Town. So don't cod yourself out there that fans care, that, that, that teams are going to give voices to fans. They're not. They're absolutely not, right? And they never will.
3: I'm. I'm going to move this on. To one last question on this topic before we get on to the uh, fabulous Europa League. If this, uh, this
2: topic we spoke to about for about two minutes, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Bill, if uh,
3: if, um, if we got if we got the lifeline of getting into the Champions League next season through some coefficient change in rules or whatever, would you be in favour or against it? Of which, no. If Liverpool, if there was a change in the in the just hypothetically, if there was a change in the quality hypothet-
2: that's not hypothetical. Not, not for this season, it's hypothetical. But that's what's coming down the road. You yeah, know? it is. It I'm is. just
3: saying, if it was, mm. if, if 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 it gave us a free pass, would you be would you be in favour of it or against it to get us into the league, even though we finished in say sixth position into the Champions League?
4: Oh, we, we have we, to be in the Champions League oh, every single yes, time. time. Yeah.
5: <laughs> Sorry, that listen. F- the reality, the reality of the situation is, is, is like the lad said, the the, the, the owners made a wrong move. You know, I was against it. I think there should be jeopardy in league football, because other than that, that you're playing glorified friendlies. If, for instance, the season. Goals like the last two or three, where well, obviously there was the title race a couple of years ago. But last season we ran away with City, have run away with the certain degree this season. If there's if the jeopardy has gone out of that with the Champions League places, you're yeah, playing glorified friendlies maybe from fucking January to May. I, I don't like that. But at the same time, these fan groups and certain fan groups or whatever. If if we were the if we were the um, the bastion and we said, listen, we're not going to go into it, and the other and the other five went into it, and this thing took off. To be uproar with our fans going, why are we standing here holding our flutes playing the Premier League when mm. all these are off playing in the in the in the European Super League? And why didn't we go into it? And how come we aren't in it? And blah blah blah. And why can't we sign this player? Well, because he's fucking going off to play in the European Super League. So Phil is right like don't call yourself as the like the the owners looked at this and went, do we want to be in this or do we want to be from the outside looking in? And they mm. said, fuck it, we'll take a chance. We want to be in this if this is happening. And, listen, I get the uproar. Like I said, I was against it. I like Jeopardy, uh, a Premier League football. Um, having something to play, uh, uh, something on your games week in and week out, having to go and get results to whatever, albeit a flawed system and a top four. But, like, let's be honest. If the owners... If the o- shake- if the owners... like. Uh, the owners were given a choice. Do you want in or do you want out? Of course, I can of say they want yeah. the in.
4: But, Shane, can I just throw something in here? And I think this would really, if, if you really wanted to drive the product of the Premier League as the place to go watch and the place to go do things, right? And they really wanted to drive change, right? Scrap the third and fourth place guaranteed Champions League spots. And create a playoff situation from third to sixth every year, that the teams oh. go in and play against each other. For the two, the two, the two finalists get into the Champions League, and the next two get into the Europa League. Or do eight, and you could have like mm-hmm. a top eight and go down to a final and, and have an imaginary trophy that's there. That gives an end the season feel to all these type of things that we're talking about, and that mm. actually means that you win something. It's not just a case of here's where it is, and it gives you a playoff because you're not going to do it with the league in terms of who wins the league, right? Second, second place is runners up and they deserve to get into the Champions League more Mm. so than third and fourth. I just think if you want to do something on the 39th match and something for the fans, wouldn't it be great if you had a weekend at the end of the season? Like, People need to get over this. The FA Cup means nothing these days. The League Cup means nothing. I didn't even know the League Cup was on at the weekend, right? If you had a playoff situation where the teams got in to a final at the end and you had a final and you used one of the trophies, I don't know, used the, the League Cup, let's call it the League Cup, and the, the, the winner of the League Cup is the winner of, of, the, of this playoff situation. Imagine how much money that would drive from a television perspective from a club's perspective, and you could do something for the fans. Imagine you say, right, we, we're going to cap these tickets for this, this tournament. We're going to play it over the five stadiums in London or whatever it is. You use Spurs' brand new stadium. You use Arsenal Stadium. You use Wembley to play these games in a, in a, in a weak spell at the end of the season. And you give something back to the fans to say, here you go, a lovely little tournament at the end of each year where you have something that's not just who wins the league. You throw the focus back on it and it determines who goes into what spots. I that's think, a real...
3: Yeah, I, I mean, I think that that kind of concept and that scenario has actually happened somewhere. <coughs> I'd it it's in the back uh, of my and it was oh, in Holland, was it? Mm-hmm. Okay, I mean, it, it, I, I mean, I'd be well up for that, I guess. Mm. Um, Look, it, the the, the Champions League has, has been, sorry, Ray, sorry, no, no.
2: no the the Champions League has been devalued. Uh, it's been a slow death to it. I mean, there, there was a time I can remember there was, you know, you, you got into it if you won the league, and then there was the top two, and then there was the top three, and you get to the top four. And this kind of happened slowly. And I'd say around 2004, 2005, maybe when we won it, uh, the Champions League was very glamorous. Like, they, it was a real sweet spot then. I mean it was I'd watch every single game. Look, this is maybe this is just from a personal perspective, but I thought it was very it seemed very prestigious at the time. Uh, but, but it's been a slow death to it there, and I think Jesus, it is on its knees now. Um, it's it's not the spectacle it was. It's people are bored with it, it does need a freshen up. So these these big clubs that, that see it, they, they know it's coming down the tracks and it's happening anyway, but they just want they just want it as theirs. You know what I mean? As opposed to, um, you're for from all the cash. So it's it's happening
3: anyway. It's coming down the tracks. So it's just a matter of time. I think you can roughly predict, can't you? That every season is going to be by the time you get to the, the the semi-finals. Now you can kind of quarterfinals, semi-finals. You can kind of guess how many teams from what countries. You know, you can guess there's going to be three or four. Premier League teams, you can guess there's going to be a couple of Spanish teams, a couple of German teams, you know PSG or a couple of French teams. Like the the, the, the it, it it does tend to be the same. The same old kind of game as you get towards the end of the tournament, and it is it, it, it is it is slanted that way. Let, let's 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 face it it, it. it isn't really set up in such a way that you can really have a massive surprise package coming through and, and doing and doing some serious damage, sort of thing. Um, so look, we'll move it on. Europa can League. Just yeah? just
4: be just right before you go on. Like I, I just think when it comes to the Champions League and going back to the original point, do we deserve Champions League? Right. I want to see West Ham and Leicester get into the Champions League. That's who I want to see third and fourth. If we're not in the Champions League, that's who I want to see in third and because that means that ourselves, Spores, Chelsea and Arsenal, the traditional ones who are going to have money to spend in the transfer market, are all going to be in the same shit situation. And the only two who won't will be United and City. So if you're going to have any chance of having a better go at getting back into the top four or going for a run against the league, you want to put the teams that won't be able to deal with it that's the Leicesters and that's the West Ham's. I don't want Chelsea in there because Chelsea will use the Champions League to go out and attract the players that we want to attract instead of us being able to attract them. Whereas mm. if we're all in in, in in a par and an 11 playing field, then let's have us all outside as opposed yeah. to three of them getting into the top four because that will just cement those three and make it harder yeah. for us to get back in. I yeah, it's, it's actually going to
3: be a problem. Chelsea have got a chance of getting <laughs> in by, by winning the thing this season. I think that's a, a realistic... Yeah. Uh, yeah. Second chance for them if, if they need to, but let's move on to Europa League. Uh, let, talking about finals 2022, I looked it up last night. Um, Seville is the final of the Europa League in 2022. So, look, that's uh, that's something maybe we can look forward to. Uh, Europa <laughs> League to me is, is absolutely winnable if we if we land in there. I presume I was trying to find out there before we come on, I presume with um you know, the way the cup competitions have gone this season and assuming less to get in there, then I I presume it's gonna be what, fifth, sixth and seventh for Europa League this season. It's definitely going to be fifth and sixth. It's just a case of whether it's gonna be seventh as well. I'm I'm not hundred percent sure.
2: I, I thought it was um I thought it was uh, fifth anyway, automatically and then uh, if if the winner of the FA Cup finished in the top four and there was the sixth place, and then there's some other thing with seventh because something to do with the Europa. Ed, sorry, the, the the league cup up. as well. Yeah, yeah. It gets you, it gets you into the qualifiers of it in May.
3: <laughs> <laughs> no, we, 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 well, yeah, we finished. So we potentially finish. You know, fifth, sixth, or seventh. I don't think we want to drop down into this. You know, this new. Conference League or whatever it is that's, that's being invented for next season. So, look, Europa the, League. Well,
5: the, the final of that's in Talca Park, right? <laughs> <laughs> and, just to, and just to round back onto a point that
1: feels... Attention Social Security and SSI recipients. If you did not receive an economic impact payment for your eligible spouse or dependents, you may need to file a 2020 tax return with the IRS and claim the recovery rebate credit. Go to ssa.gov slash eip to see if you need to file a tax return and if eligible for other refundable tax credits, like the child tax credit. That's ssa.gov slash eip. Produced at U.S. taxpayer expense.
5: Or just to bring back up Seferin and wife and all that, that, that Seville stadium, we assume it's the Piwan stadium. Sevilla's home and not better. So that holds about 40,000. So probably got about two and a half thousand tickets each for the fans, right?
3: <laughs> so we got that ticket scramble to look forward yeah, to. Yeah, exactly. So come on, Andy. Give us, try and try and give us your top red optimistic view of, of, of Europa League for next season because it's looking likely. Yeah.
2: Yeah, I I remember years ago um Tompkins wrote an article uh trying to uh, actually make out that it's we're better off in the Europa League than the Champions League and he, he put some case forward. But I, I don't know like obviously if you're if you're ruling with your brain, your head, you're thinking like obviously you need to be in it, you know, it's the next best thing. It's you need the money. It's it's a good place um to kind of build again, you know, this, this whole Klopp era kind of started with a really good run in the Europa League years ago, but it's, it's, it's the fall. It's, it's the fall back. That's that, you know what I mean? It was good at the time. We, it's, it sounds cocky, but this, this team are just too big for it. Now I, I, someone, someone needs to talk me into feeling like it's a good thing to be in the Europa League again. Um, as my heart certainly isn't in it, we are talking about how the Champions League is so devalued now. The Europa League it's just going to feel like an absolute joke. Um, maybe it's the punishment that some of the players need that they they have to play their football there. But for me, it's like um, you know, you know, if you are invited to the the afters of a wedding, you know what I mean? <laughs> you look for, you look for any excuse. Um. To get out of it this is this is the afters of the champions league this is the dregs the bus arrives in you know for finger food and we're just like battling it out with shit across all all over europe i would sooner a run in the league cup or the fa cup than this because the the graft that goes into trying to get to seville those group games all over um mad parts of europe that nobody even knew existed um and then okay when it gets to the knockout stage it's quarterfinals semis it's it becomes fun and worthwhile
3: but it's getting there now like maybe to some actually, of the pro there's actually an extra knockout you know round as well that's the other thing yeah more so, games
5: last yeah. 64 when you come out of group right
4: <laughs> can i can i try talking into
2: it a- yeah well just 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 in a second one one of the only one thing that maybe may just be something that would drive me interest if there is a bit of an overhaul in the summer of players mm. um that that Europa League run fifteen sixteen was it it did gelled. It did kind of bond the players. We did play some very exciting football. I think it was, I mean, one of the best nights in Anfield in the club era was against Dortmund. That you never walk alone. Like, that was amazing. We beat Man United on the way that year as well. And these were, these were sort of games that sort of uh, galvanized the team and started to really develop this idea that we're really on the way up. So maybe if there is a few signings made, it could be a good, a good thing. Just, to, to stay out of kind of spotlight for for a season but but it, my heart's not in it I don't know I just I just right Thursday now I just night.
3: don't want to Thursday nights the butt of all jokes and, and Sunday uh, and you'll always play Sunday then as you well. well you will pretty much always mm. play Sunday on Monday night
5: up, up, up until Christmas you will from yeah. The, yeah from the groups from the start of the groups stage up until Christmas you will. Look, at listen, Phil, I'm not gonna I know you're gonna make a point about coefficient and stuff like that. I'll leave that to you. But um yeah, look. I have a mate who's an Arsenal fan, and he kind of says, listen, I know everyone kind of degrades and stuff like that, but he says, if you're not in the Champions League, he says, you want to be in it. He just goes, you need to be in it for money. You want to be in it. Um, I'm not, a, like Andy, you'd listen to draw come out, and you'd be away to fucking Spartak, fucking Kavkaz or fucking Roto, Volgograd, or something like that. You'd be all over the shop with them shy teams in Eastern Europe and all. But I tweeted after the Newcastle game, I put it in our group as well, do you know what? Maybe a year in the Europa is the fucking kick up the arse and the wake up call. The playing staff and the management staff need um to kick up the arse that they need because listen, Salah, Van Dijk, fucking all the top players, they don't want to be walking out to that fucking Europa League anthem on a Thursday night. What is it even? Um, a- <laughs> but they- it's, they- it's,
4: it's the it's the Bus.
5: <laughs> yeah. They- <laughs> They don't They don't want to be walking out and playing, and playing it's
2: nowhere near as exciting as that
5: in front of it in front of that anthem. So, but look, when you get look at getting out of the group and getting into some knockout football is always exciting, and you'll always look forward to a draw and then click by the rounds from the last 64 to the last. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> but listen, it, 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 it. Like, Phil has alluded to before, the Cats of Arsenal, the 2024 Champions League, and Phil is going to, I know, eloquently tell us why we do no, there's, need there's, to there's, keep, keep the Europa to take it serious.
4: There's, there's more to it than just that, Shane, right? So, one, you, you, the same people who will rubbish Europa will hold up the FA Cup as a tournament and a trophy worth winning. It. It's not. It's, it's something that you piss in when you're stuck to go to the Jacks somewhere, right? <laughs> It's not. It's, nobody cares about it. The only people that care about it is the BBC and Gary Lineker. In, in, in world football, nobody cares about the FA Cup in the same way that none of us care about the Spanish Cup. None of us care about the Serie A Cup. None of us care about the Bundesliga Cup unless there's absolutely nothing else on television. When football is on every single night of the week, nobody cares about the FA Cup, right? Nobody cares about the FA Cup. People need to realise this. People care about Europe, because when it comes down to a European final at the end of the season, people tune in. I remember watching the semi um, semifinals. Rangers were playing against some mad team about, it must be about 11 years ago at this stage, In and th- there was madness in it. And I remember just sitting there going, this is a mad game to watch. We played Alaves in the what was the UEFA Cup final. That was one of the maddest finals I've ever seen. The Europa final tends to have some mad games. Even our Seville game, when we played Seville and we went one and up and we ended up losing 3-1, that's a mad game. You don't get that type of stuff in, in most normal games. Yes, it's a poxy competition with 5 million rounds and 5 million group stages. But if you think that's bad, wait till you see what the new Champions League looks like. That's all I'm going to say to you, right? One group with 32 teams playing 10 random fixtures. And if you don't think an, an organisation as corrupt as UEFA isn't going to have hot balls in there and making sure that they get, to, get the get the picks that they want to go on, you're mad, Right. So you've got the coefficient bit. I think the coefficient thing is going to be scrapped in the in the Champions League because of the uproar that's gone on about it. But on the Europa side, we uh, we have six games in the group stage, right? Three away, three at home. If you win your three home matches, you can send Klopp's kids and his real kids, not not the not the the, the, <laughs> the under nineteen teams, Send them to play the away matches because they don't matter. Yeah, don't don't send you don't send a single four team player that's going to play in the league match at the weekend. And I go as far as saying, if I'm Klopp, I don't even travel to those away games. I focus on winning the home matches because it's the same it's the same strain on your on your league run as playing in the league cup is the famous domestic cup it's the same strain as having to play a midweek FA Cup match in the second half of the season is on your domestic piece we're talking about three games before Christmas and then after that as, as Shane says once you're into knockout competition it doesn't matter who the knockout is suddenly the, the, suddenly the, the stakes get raised and we do want to keep our coefficient up we do want to keep it up so that when we get to getting back into the Champions League and we're seeded in groups, that we're in one of the better seeds so as we don't end up in a group with Bayern Munich and Real Madrid and ourselves, and it's a real fight to get out of those groups. All these things matters. And I do, the other thing, this Conference League, that scares me. The Europa League, I can find, because the other piece of the Europa League that people completely forget and completely miss the point here is the FA Cup, you win the FA Cup, you get in the Europa League. You win the League Cup, you get in the, the European Conference League. You win the Europa League, you get in the Champions League. Yes. There's only two routes into the Champions League. Finishing the top four in your, in, in your league or win the Europa League. Oh, sorry, three, win the Champions League, but you have to be in the Champions League to win the Champions League to stay in it. So the only two routes in for a team that's not starting off in the Champions League every season is the Europa League or your league position. If you win the FA Cup, it's Europa. You win the Coca-Cola Cup, you're into the. Europa Pepsi Conference, Max Superstar GM Conference League, right? So, like, that's what you end up in. So, when people say, Oh, the Europa, ignore that and focus on the FA Cup, Klopp is absolutely right to have no interest in a domestic cup. It gets him nothing. But this is
2: the, it's not really Klopp, though, is it Phil? Like I mean, no. It's it's, again.
4: It's it's the fans' unions telling us what we have to what we have to think and what we have to do. Like no, I mean,
2: like there's Kevin Ball, right? Uh, Honestly, Klopp not taking cup seriously has really pissed me off every year. Now this this isn't Klopp. This comes down from above, and it's the same with every owner. There's no money in these competitions, so they're setting their objectives for their managers. They're setting their managers' targets at the beginning of every season. They're saying, like. Don't put like
5: They're not that, the, 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 the FA Cup and the domestic cups. They, they, yeah. yeah. they don't even feature. Yeah, yeah.
2: They don't even
3: feature even in the play. We know Liverpool like to go in for heavily incentivized yeah. contracts. You can't yeah. imagine that there's much incentives in those contracts linked back to Carabao Cups or yeah. FA Cups. Put it that way. And yeah, the,
2: and this where this is where like it's it's happened in a sneaky way. Like over the years, Um we've we've been we've become convinced that the league cup and the FA cup mean nothing. The only reason they have, they don't mean nothing anymore is because there's no money. And this is controlled by the, the billionaire owners who came into the, um, the premier league in 95 or whatever and onwards. But in actual fact, they are still the competitions that are deeply ingrained in our history. Hmm. You know yeah. what I mean? And SOS or whoever, you know, people that are very entitled on twitter now can can write open letters and, and tell um and tell people what they think and we see kevin there like it's clop that's pissed them off but in actual fact this has been part of the transition that's football as as
3: uh, as slowly in happened in the last whatever 20 years what and people you know, aren't even bothering to go in the fa cup one year yeah
2: and people are only biting back now because they don't because the the owners of these clubs have blatantly stepped up and says, "All right, everyone, we we're, we've been in the backgrounds for a while now, but here we are, and we're we're here to take over completely in your face." You know what I mean? When would you ever thought the day where people are going to step up above the governing bodies of the game, above FIFA, above UEFA, above the Premier League? And boy, God, are they shitting themselves? Because look at the reaction. Look at how how they've got the media to respond to all of this. But that FA Cup, make no bones about it. They, they, if we get into an FA Cup final, which is a hell of a lot easier to do than to get to your, Ape, your Europa League final and the pain that goes with it, I I would I'll enjoy that day because I, I I do I do miss miss lifting that.
5: Yeah, but look. It's, I, it's, mean, I think I, think I, I before, won't even watch it
2: now, but I think, Yeah, because, because that's that foot, modern football is convincing of that. Yeah, but it's not. It's not.
5: It's It's not. It's, not, like, it it's, it's, not really, it's it's modern football. Look, it's it's like what you're. It's actually I'm agreeing with your point. I suppose with this example is Andy. Look, like Louis van Gaal won an FA Cup for United. He was sacked nearly when he came off the steps after the match. Uh, van Gaal won three and four years or three and five years. while finishing top four all them times and the fans need to the fucking Emirates to the ground to get him out there. So th- it doesn't it, it, it like even with fans and owners, it doesn't mean anything. Like there's there's two there's two major clubs that are after winning the so-called best domestic cup you can win in world football. And the two managers got sacked uh within well the Vengo one was coming and coming and coming. Van Gaal won an FA Cup sacked fucking a week later. And I yeah. won trade of
3: them for four years and was also pushed out the door. So, Darren Dunbar makes the point uh, the last time, essentially, the FA Cup was the second trophy, was when the European ban was in place and there was no European Cups or UEFA Cups that could be won by the English teams. But I guess that prolonged the uh, the attraction to the FA Cup. But, but really, you know, coinciding obviously with. Uh, 92 in the Premier League and the money it it diminished very quickly. The one thing I would say about, uh, again, if we're on the subject of um, you know some things that the, the you know that the owners maybe can give back to the fans, let's hope that they at least have some kind of ticketing scheme next season that encourages you know younger fans families whatever to get to these europa league matches because there'll be quite a few of them and um and you know we 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 hear a lot around ticket and ticket price and all that sort of stuff at least if they can get Kids back engaged, you know, young fans back engaged at like 30 quid a ticket or whatever it is, 25 quid a ticket. At least that will hopefully be seen in a positive light. And we can use this hopefully one season out of the Champions League to gain a bit of uh, of credit back with the fans uh,
4: from the owners. Question to you, lads. What team, what English team has won the most European Cups? Which what sorry? What what English team and uh, which which English team has won its most European cups? What do you mean? If you add up the cup winners' cup, the Europe, no no the Euro- no Europe. no. You're just the European Cup, the Champions League, whatever you want to call it. It's the European Cup, Liverpool. It's cup.
5: Us. Yeah, many of we'll we won Liverpool. Yeah, yeah.
4: Six. Six. And who, then what? What English team has the second most European cups? I presume it's United. United. United, United strong, no? What your what English team has won the most FA Cups? Arsenal. Um, Arsenal. Impressive. Impressive. And who's Impressive. won the second? Who's won the second most? Say so it. See, there you go you can answer def- definitively on the Champions League one but you can't do it on the FA Cup one do you know why? because nobody gives a fuck and it answers the question right? focus on Europe
1: I'll only be a minute come in with me
4: what is HomeSense anyway?
1: look outdoor furniture is in hey that's a great brand and it's a six piece set check out this price are you sure that's not just the nope. table no chairs too is this an outdoor rug? it is it's nicer than our indoor rug outdoor ottomans planters patio umbrellas are you seeing these prices? you save a lot at HomeSense this is the year we love our Backyard, can I say something? Yes, I'll get the truck, and that is why I love you. Save on outdoor like never before at HomeSense. Discover a store near you at HomeSense.com.
4: <laughs> Don't focus on it, but there's a larger point, right? Is <laughs> that Liverpool's unique selling point over the whole year? Our USP is that European trophies are in, embedded in our legacy, are embedded in what we do. We've won more European trophies than we have won FA Cups, right? and that when when you add in the champions league the super cups the but even the, the UEFA cups and UEFA. The, the champions league gives us more than we've won FA cups and i'm telling you now that's what makes liverpool unique and that's why we're so well known and so well renowned around europe because we always turn up in european finals and yeah. it's huge
2: european european royalty and all that feel and look there was a time there was a time when the UEFA Cup was uh, of, of value because it was the also rounds. It was you you met some big teams in in the UEFA Cup because the same teams couldn't win the Italian league every year or the Spanish mm. league. So you
5: you know and the, and the Champions League was only a couple of places probably then as well, like one yeah where the champion every yeah. second
2: that's why I don't really agree with that point about in the 80s, the only reason the FA Cup was number two. Okay, it was the only reason it was number two, but but everybody got a chance at winning the FA Cup. In the 80s, only one team went forward to the, to the old European Cup. Mm-hmm. But I mean, the way, the way it sits at the moment, the, this Europa League, like whatever about the Champions League letting everyone in, you know, this rot has, this rot has like started years ago. And I mean, it's people are only coming to terms with how competitive football isn't anymore. It's fucking yeah. shy.
5: <laughs> 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 Andy's, Andy's <laughs> gone, right? He's gone, that's it. <laughs> <He's> gone, <laughs> gone, head, head gasket. Welcome Absolutely. to the swamp. Give God a anything. Tell him to order more head gasket fluids.
3: <laughs> fluids on order.
5: Ships
3: <laughs> three <laughs> working days. I, I should know, stop, I should do stop do you know, listening to our podcast. To that's Cup. what's
4: happened. <laughs> Here, can I tell you something? Do you, know, do you know who killed the FA Cup? Gary Neville. Do you remember when he was part of that the, you know, the team that pissed off and they didn't bother throwing up for the FA Cup that year? So if you want to blame, who's killed the FA Cup? Gary Neville. And who's going to kill the Champions League? Gary Neville. So that's who you and need the, to blame out there. And,
5: no, no, Phil. And the, and the brilliant part of that was, you know, they were told to go to that tournament because it would be, it'd give them a give them the wink and a nudge of getting the World Cup bid that they didn't fucking get there a couple yeah. of years later.
3: <laughs> Very true. Yep. So look, we'll move on to the, um, like one of the, I guess, one of the reasons we're even having a conversation now about Europa League is uh, one of the things that's become apparent, you know, with the absence of Van Dijk, uh, a big chunk of time is from Jordan Henderson. Um, And really, I guess the third in command in terms of leaders on the pitch, uh, being James Milner. And and you've seen seen a fairly heavy reliance on James Milner for a number of games, uh, probably because of his organisation and his leadership skills. But but Davo, this is your one this season. It's been apparent, hasn't it, that you know, the, the, in terms of leaders on the pitch, you know, without those three, I think we're down to you know making Genie Wijnaldum captain, and and you know, all you know, all due respect, he's not he's not that type of person, is he? He's not he's not a shouter. He's not really someone who's trying to kind of you know bark orders at people. You know, he seems like a fairly quiet goes about his business in a very kind of methodical way, sort of thing. Um, it's been it's it's been seriously lacking, hasn't it, this season? Leadership, yeah.
5: Look, it's like I'd normally try and do a bit of research for a topic or anything, but I haven't done that. This is purely kind of a, an emotional one from from me tonight because I, I, I'm not joking. Saturday, like when that game finished on Saturday, it's probably the worst I felt in quite a while um, after a game. Like, it really, that really knocked me sick. Um, Kind of, like, 99 Old Trafford FA Cup injury, time defeat, kind of fucking vibes, dicko. Like, I was knocked for sick. And the killer was, like, you're after getting away with it with a bullshit handball VAR. I know. You, know, you got away, but, like, Klopp even alluded to it after the game. Probably the first time VAR shot on us for a bit of luck, and we didn't take it. We give them a goal then straight away. And I suppose, look at me, Topic was more leaders. Um I I could be way off with this, but I kinda have a feeling that like dressing rooms are the same whether you're playing Leinster Senior League, United Churches League, the kind of Premier League,
4: Europa League.
5: You know, Europa League. The the vibes are like the vibes will be in general. There's clicks, there's characters, you know what I mean, there's fucking wingers, there's everything like that. And I don't know, listen, I, I played I uh, played in goal Phil played in goal Phil was a better keeper than me played at a higher level but like but I know we played for hours <laughs> I know <laughs> myself <laughs> but my, my point I'm getting around to the point that along with the way but me and Phil were volatile if like if something needed to be said it got said and I just can't for, I can't understand why after the week that's after going down we ship two goals late in the game, that's at the cost in Champions League football, that there's not fellas getting fucking held up by the trout in, in the dressing mm-hmm. room, going and being called out. Why didn't you do this? You didn't do your job and just like but it's it's not happening because as we said, Phil, made the point earlier, we've lost X amount of points, 15 or something like that, from winning positions after the 75th minute. So we're not learning. Nobody is learning. Nobody has taken this team with a scuff of the neck. Nobody is, is taken any leadership. Yes, Milnes came in the last couple of games. Our games he's been needed, I thought he's have to be in, play quite well. He shored things up a little bit, stopped the going end-to-end the weekend. Listen, Andy Robertson was uh, quoted in a statement today saying, listen, Liverpool are a Champions League team and we're going to fight to the end. Like, he lost the header to Dwight Gale that led to the goal. Dwight Gale fucking beat Andy Robertson to flick on the header for the goal. Like, Mm. stop coming out with statements and go and win the fucking header. Mm, Then then we win the game 1-0 and we move on. It's just, like, I was lucky enough to get to a couple of games last year and and they were. We beat West Ham by... uh, uh, Beat West Ham three two. We beat Brighton two one after Allison got sent off. And you never thought that we weren't going to see the game out. You always thought we were going to see the game out and and get the win and, and move on because fucking you had big characters there to uh, t- to get you through. But that got listen. I think we, look, we all knew. Or certainly, the fucking from behind the couch anyway. I definitely knew. Certainly, this is coming. Like you, you cannot keep missing them chances. And they were just creeping back into it. The game was so open. You know, Phil mentioned Allison being a top six keeper this year. I actually think Allison's actually been very good the last two games because we, we might have lost the two of them. Um, uh, uh, only only far But yeah, listen, it's more than it's more than a motive uh, subject for me the weekend because, like I said, I was I was knocked for fucking six after that. I was puking I us first to not see that game out. So just whatever the. What, whatever you think on it yourselves? Where are the leaders? Why haven't they been there? Why, why does it keep happening?
3: Well, well I mean, one player you mentioned, uh, Davo, is Andy Robertson. Andy Robertson's the captain of Scotland. I, I'm a little quite bit quite a few of them
2: are captains of our countries, right? Yeah, yeah I'm
3: quite surprised. And we've seen, we've seen, you know, certain aspects of Andy Robbo's game. You know, he ca- he has got the nasty sort of bit about him and and I'm a little bit surprised that he maybe isn't you know once you get through those three lads of discussed at at the start of the topic that he wasn't kind of next man up with Allison's not you know often your goalkeeper can be very vocal Allison doesn't seem to be that type of really shouty vocal goalkeeper that you give the captain's armband to at all um Andy like Robbo, I mean, he's he's an he's pretty much an ever present so he he would he would kind of fit the bill. Are you a little bit surprised that maybe he hasn't sort of stepped up into that role? Yeah, I mean, only
2: only we know what the players are like, uh, or only the the management uh, and the other players know what other players are like. You know what I mean? What what for for us? I mean, put it out there, all of us here. What are the the leadership, the most important
3: leadership traits? of a professional footballer, well, I guess unless you've been in that position it's it's a hard one to say, isn't it i mean look at the end of, at the end of the day I think there's a the, the aspect of being vocal yeah is 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 a big one for me, and like Robo definitely strikes me as being that type you know um, someone who can organize and marshal the back line in particular as well i mean you know that that's that's a big thing that we miss from Van Dyke. You know, and and someone who's got the trust of the manager as well. I mean, I I would have expected you know the, to be plenty of players there who who Klopp you know would look to lean on and depend on. But but yeah. maybe he does just have those. He has just had those core three that he's yeah. all of so, his mentorship and leadership. Sort of qualities and mold, tried to mould them three, and the fact that all three of them aren't on the pitch quite a lot, you know, maybe that maybe that's you know sort of come back to bite them, you know. Yeah, so I would
2: have thought Robbo was one, you know, but I, I think on the pitch, an effective uh, communicator, a calm head to say the right things at the right time. You know, people that don't like Henderson will say he's always pointy and shouting. That's what you see on uh, on on match of the day is a few fingers being pointed, but we don't know what he's saying. We, you know, he's is he is he passing on the instructions that the manager's being given all week? Is he an intelligent player on the pitch? Okay, he he might not be the the most uh, gifted uh, with the but but he's he seems to be recognised as a really really strong leader. We see the stuff he does off the pitch now. Yeah. Um. With uh. With, with what's going on on social media. We we see the things he you know uh, he stepped in last year with the uh, with COVID payments and he he stepped in just ju- with the ESL. starting you know so he seems to be very aware of his responsibilities so there you have two really strong leadership traits an effective communicator. And somebody is responsible and uh, and is prepared to be accountable. And maybe I mean, I last year I would have said, like I have wrote down some players. Like, I would have thought Allison be a good a good captain. I would have thought Robo, Trent, Virgil, obviously, Ginny, Fabino, Hendo, obviously, Salah uh, captains his country. Firmino's captain Brazil at times. Mane's captain's of country. Milner, like, but maybe they aren't as good as we thought. Maybe they're maybe they're good leaders by example, but as 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 far as captains go, we it's shown this year when we needed someone to drag us out of the trenches, there hasn't been anyone really. Milner's been about the closest to that.
3: I mean, often often captains of countries are kind of figureheads, are the best, the best players, player, the yeah. one you know people aspire to be, to look up to. Um, you know that they kind of they wanna they wanna reach that 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 position that that, that that particular player has. I mean for for you Phil is there a, like is there anyone for you that you thought okay I'm a bit disappointed that they haven't kind of stepped up and, and and dragged us out of certain situations. I mean it's been apparent hasn't it that the one thing we haven't had this season is we haven't had the ability to fight and come back from adversity in-game um, lads talked last night about in-game management for me it's more about us reacting to bad situations in games Like, are you disappointed on that aspect as much as anything else around this season
4: I'm sick to death of people looking for something to blame <laughs> this is the latest in a long line of that's the blame for why we're shit this season. That's the reason for why we're shit. The The new narrative is to switch it now into Klopp. Klopp is to blame for why we're shit this season. I mean, I'm seeing it coming through in the chats. Look at Klopp, he's sitting down and he's not involved anymore in the last 10 minutes. Like, it's the most... Would you not, would you not say that Klopp normally is standing on the top line? I'll, I'll get into that in a second, Andy. But like I, the, the idea at this moment, we are hurting as a fan base. Most people are. Um, in terms of what's going on, right, and we are looking for a reason as to what's going to fix this. Where where we need the leader? We get VVD we get the Van Dijk back with a leader, we get Hendo back with a leader. That changes everything. All of a sudden, we stop losing games with ten minutes to go and fifteen minutes to go, and we're back and we're, we're the best team in the world. No, this is deeper. This is de- it's not just about a leadership team. So we talk about it. these players. Yeah, Robertson is an experienced captain. Mane is an experienced captain. Moe's is an experienced captain. And they all have captain qualities. And Mo was pissed off, if you remember, after that Midgetland game where he didn't get the captaincy he wanted. <laughs> like, yeah. like I, I'm that that to me, I'm there going. The question mark I have over given when you add them the captaincy, I just don't see the point. You are tore for this guy out at the end of the season, you don't see think he has the value in, in why he's there. I don't even start him at this point of the season, not when you've got your whole season riding on and he's been a great servant to us, but I don't give him the captaincy and I don't start him. I would say, Okay, look, thanks for everything you've done. It's time now to move on because you're not going to be here next season. So when I look at it, like in, in reality for me, who do I give the captaincy to? So you look around and you say, Okay, is it going to be a vocal leader? There's only so many vocal leaders on the team. And in my mind, um, you're probably looking at Phillips there as being the most vocal of the players that's in it. But are you going to give Phillips the captaincy? No, you're not. So you probably then need to find somebody who's going to lead, by example. What player has put this team on his back and carry them for the best part of the six months. And that's Salah. That's, that's, that's where I go to with the captaincy all the time. And I say, right, you've carried us. It's now time. We recognize that you're carrying us. And we're going to respond to what you do for us on the pitch. And he scores at the weekend. We're giving out the, the front three, not scoring goals. He scores again. That's another 20.
1: Hey, don't forget the Johnsons are coming over. I want to find a rosé Jill hasn't tried yet. Let's go exploring at Total Wine. Their prices are ridiculously low
4: wondrous selection helpful guides always low prices total wine and more the goals in the premier league goals in the bag going into this season he's delivered on what he has to do and you say right you can because you can turn around as manager, you can turn around and you can say see that that's what you're expected of no matter how bad this season has gone on that's what's expected of you that's what you need to do stop looking for excuses stop giving reasons for why that didn't happen, or I made a mistake, or I turned off, whatever. You go, that's it. If he can do it, I expect that these seven to eight of you can do it. If seven to eight of you can do it in every game, even for these last five games, we can still make top four. And I know it's, it's simplifying it and breaking it down, but I just think at, at times you can see that this team itself, uh, like the fan base, is searching for that simple answer that suddenly ch- moves it back from being the shit team to being the brilliant team again, and that electric team, and and you got that feeling when they when they won those couple of games in London that they started to think to themselves, yeah, we can go. And then they went back to Anfield and they were kick. Mm. And so I I do think there's a there's a bit of everything, but there's not one thing. So when when Shane says about the leadership part, there there's. An element of truth in that, but there's also an element of truth in it that Firmino has been crap for two seasons and he still gets oh. picked all the time. There's also the element that Mane, since he had COVID and that international break, has been absolute dog shy, right? There's also the element in it that Thiago hasn't fit properly into this, into the thing. There's also the element in it that Klopp has got a lot of things wrong this season. There's also the element in it that we're making so a lot of big chances and not scoring, which is completely different to what we've done over the previous two to three seasons. There's not just one answer here. There are so many things to solve that we're not going to solve them all. And the leader part will solve itself. And the, the big part for me was the last time we had this, and the, I know we we'll got onto to my top, but the last time we had this, we had to go and bring players in to instill that leadership talent into the squad with the exception of Henderson, right? And I think that we do need to refresh. If we're going to Milner, if we're going to Milner to get there, then we do need someone else to naturally step in as the captain in the absence of Henderson, because Henderson's over the, over 30 now, Milner's over 45. And like, <laughs> we, just, we, we need we need somebody else that's going to be there, that's 25, 26. And I don't mind it, if they turn around and say Curtis Jones, because of what he what he represents to the younger group of players, or Trent, you know, people say, oh, if you put, give him the form that Trent has been in. No, maybe that really, really drives Trent on to do something incredibly special because of what, what's there, Right. I know, Veranda Cheese, you're wrong, Phil. The one answer is COVID. It's it's not that it's one of the answers. It's not one answer. It's one of the answers. Because COVID is only has only elements to it. We lost against Atletico Madrid in the Champions League before COVID happened. Before all this happened. We lost against Wofford in the league before all this happened. And the same symptoms in those defeats that happened are the same things that are killing us now. Uncharacteristic mistakes being easy at the back and cross field balls, long diagonals opening up the channels behind the fullbacks. Those things existed before we got into any, pa- any pandemic breaks. So we've got to look at, there's a whole holistic piece that says, if you want to fix the jigsaw, you've got to find the pieces. And at the moment, we dumped the jigsaw down the back of the, the chairs and we're still finding, trying to find five or six pieces of it. And it's like, they're, they're big pieces. And that's just, in my mind, when it comes to leadership, it's not just leadership, but it's one of the elements that needs to be resolved when we go into next season. Yeah, Mohammed uh,
3: Mohammed's in in agreement with you there, Phil. Spot on. He says, Phil for vac role, uh, Mo deserves it. Honestly, does. Um, and and uh, Kumar is saying that everyone's lost their energy. It's a vicious cycle. It has become a bit of a vicious cycle. Mm. Get to the end of the season and start again. Yeah. Uh, it's become a bit of a self fulfilling prophecy at this point, hasn't it? Um, yeah. did, did did I? I think you know you're saying there, Phil, like. You know the excuses now. There is a long list, isn't it? You know they, they have turned into excuses from, uh, and, and we know it's, we know COVID is the underlying reason for some of these factors. But you know, crowds. Like, I, I've got. Initially, I was willing to sort of give us a certain, you know, pass on on the, because the crowds were so effective. But look, everyone's been playing without crowds for like over a season now. Everyone really has kind of got to the point now where they're on a level playing field with that sort of stuff. Everyone's had time to readjust to this. So I I don't think we should be using crowds as an excuse any longer. It's, uh, It's a weak excuse now for not seeing out a game against a team like Newcastle. And 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 you know conceding essentially two goals in in injury time like it's it, because what because there isn't a crowd there it's in a, you know it, it, it's it's inexcusable but we'll move on to the mentality I guess what this season. The, the kind of the scar, the, the mental scars, maybe, how quickly those scars uh, can heal. And and obviously that's onto your your topic, Phil. I mean, we've, we've touched on some of the reasons, some of what's happened this season that we assume won't be a, an excuse for us next season. We should see a, a decent amount of fans back in the stadium come August. We should have some of those key players back come August, we will have the semblance of a a rest of some sorts. I know there's tournaments in the summer. We will see a, a preseason that resembles something that we're used to seeing um in, in, in normal times. So a lot of these reasons and excuses won't be <laughs> there anymore, yeah?
2: I was just I was just writing that writing down them excuses there. <laughs> <laughs> Are
3: you going to write an article for us? Yeah.
2: <laughs> no, we've just quite a few excuses there.
3: <laughs> so let's let, let's assume that they they get themselves
4: a good therapist in the summer. Um, what, what But we can't think, see we can't Ray, And this this was the point of this topic, right? Impact mentality impact is not something that gets solved by a signing or a sign-in or one signing or two signings. We saw for years the impact mentality in, in itself as being such a drag on this club and getting it over the line think of all the near misses we had We're going back as far as Roy Evans with the team that should have won the league but ended up finishing fifth then you have Jared Houdier he gets as close as he can as runners up but can't get can't get over the line you get to 08-09 and you look at Rafa gets us very close and the fall off happens the following season 13-14 if you look at 13-14 and we get we should have won the league we didn't Yeah. and then the fall off in 14-15 is is it's almost identical to this. We, we don't talk about it, right? Then you get to what happened with Klopp. And this the, one of the, the joyous things about what Klopp managed to do with this team and this club and these fans was that he changed the way we looked at games. We stopped believing that something horrible was going to happen to us. And we started realising that we could compete at the very top end. And when, when Newcastle turned up, we were going to beat them. Whether it was 1-0 or 16-0, we were going to beat them. When we went to West Brom... We were going to stick our feet up their arses and kick, use them as football pitches all over until they just went off and, and, and crawled into their holes yeah. and came back out of. That's, that's all gone. And the impact of losing, if we can go to a West Brom and not beat them, the Newcastle game, you know the way we were talking about that Mane chance where he misses it, right? Yeah. I go back to the Newcastle game just after Christmas. A A misses an open goal when he gets pulled down by the goalkeeper. Remember, he, yeah, yeah, he doesn't go yeah. to the deck and he misses it. Yeah. Like, this is, you go back to these key moments and you realise that, Jesus Christ, this is not just a moment in isolation. So you look at what is the long-term impact because to build a mentality doesn't take two or three games. It can take a season or two seasons or three seasons to really get the players drilled and believe that, again, that they are the best team at what they do week in, week out. But that mentality can be destroyed in a season because when teams get used to losing, they start looking. It goes back to, to, to Shane's point just a few minutes ago. It goes back to looking for excuses. We've no leaders. The referees did this. The referees did that. You know, there's no fans in the stadium. Klopp likes it when there's fans. It doesn't have the same atmosphere. Where front three aren't scoring, they'll start scoring next season. When we get the fans back in, if we don't start off with a 17-0 win in our first game back, straight away, the fans themselves are going to be questioning, what's going on here? We're back in the stadium and we haven't won a match. The players are going to start to asking themselves, why haven't we won? We've got the fans back. Van Dijk comes back into the team. We don't win his first 10 games in a row. People are saying, well, maybe it wasn't Van Dijk. They're all the levers that happens with the idea of mentality in football matches. It basically builds and builds and builds and builds and builds and builds. And builds. And then the questions happen. So what is this impact? Because the closing the season needs a refresh to remove the characteristics that were there beforehand. What
3: is Shane doing? Are you on the line? Shane, conference? have you got uh, something going on there? Dabo station
4: there. station. <laughs> 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 the freeze there, I no, no, I, I
3: didn't. Was, you're, you're scrolling with your mouse by the sounds of it. we we wondering what the, what the <laughs> oh, look. activities you've got on the go.
4: But, but, but this, like, again, starting <laughs> <laughs> the back doors. But like, again, oh <laughs> like, you, you keep asking yourself look at what happened with United. And I, I hate using this example, but look at what happened when Ferguson was at United. Teams didn't like going to Old Trafford right the way up until he left because they never had a season where they completely crumbled, right? What? Look what happened as soon as David Moyes comes into. Old Trafford teams didn't fear going there and I've never feared going there again in the same situation as what what was there building this is so fundamental building that base at home where you win and win and win and win and win is so fundamental to building a mentality that to me is the biggest question mark that we have going into next season it's not leadership it's how we rebuild a winning mentality in this squad
2: Sorry, I'm just adding VAR onto the list of excuses. Yeah, brought
3: up. <laughs> you, can add that on. yeah you can definitely add that on. Yeah. The referees VAR. and yeah. um, the project big picture didn't help as well. Andy, you might be able to add project that. Big,
4: big picture <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> then, then project European Super League.
3: <laughs> well, uh, that's 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 still to be uh, that's still to be started. I was actually shocked they disallowed that. that, uh, that that Callum Wilson goal you know given that we were so bold in the week before
4: I think the players did, were very charitable and just to show they were still on side with the fans by letting them score the exact same goal straight after that one is <laughs> <laughs> <Not laughs> no, yeah. wrong go and do it again we'll do the yeah. same yeah. stuff again yeah. we'll give you
3: a, 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 a legal goal this time um, yeah I mean look Mohammed um, makes a really Good point there, and the it's like the morning after, isn't it? I mean, we 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 put so much into winning that league, and obviously the the, the points uh, tallied the season before and winning the Champions League. Um, the one the one thing that sort of saddens me really, and it's expanded on what Phil said is is the fact that we we got to that point, didn't we, where we felt particularly at home. We would made Anfield a fortress again when like for, for many many years we, we we could go there and we could watch a game and we could give away you know soft goals uh, a soft draw lose games to teams that you know had no right coming to Anfield and winning games and we'd completely got ourselves away from that we went well 3 3 years 3 and a bit years without losing a league game at Anfield you know smashing records along the way um making teams arrive at Anfield like they were beaten before they even, you know, set foot on the pitch. And if they managed to get a point, then they'd be absolutely ecstatic with it. Whereas we've now, we've lost that, we've lost that aura, we've lost that mentality of the opposition feeling like they're defeated. We've got to try and build it back up again. It's not something that you can suddenly replace, is it, in even even the course of half a season? I don't know. Um, Look, Mohammed's point.
2: Then there, there was going to be a natural dip that came with winning the league. You know, right at the top of um, your yeah, motivation is that self-actualization. They, they, what they wanted for so long came to fruit. You know what I mean? This was a this for Liverpool fans, for the players, for Klopp. This was the thing we needed for so long, and we didn't even get to like you know. And so you're going to have a natural dip anyway. But they didn't get to enjoy it. They didn't get to reset. They didn't get to kind of go away and, and, and think about what next year's motivation
3: is. So, and, I, and add that onto the list of excuses. Um yeah, please do. but 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 to be fair, we were able to do that, weren't we, in the previous summer when we'd won the European League and they'd got yeah. the parade and they had managed to see what it meant to, yeah. to the fans and they could go again.
2: Yeah, exactly. So, look, it's... I think it. I think it's a... As humans, we like to think there's a reason for everything, you know, and to try and make an, underst- an understanding that that is the thing. And I'm sure the players are doing the exact same thing. So maybe something as simple as Virgil being back around the training ground and training with the players is going to give this player the players the belief again that maybe that was the problem. And with Virgil back, but as Phil says, if you don't win your game straight away. But it's Klopp's job now um to to do this. You know, it's like we've so many excuses. It's it's like um a calendar with loads of holes in it. Like he he needs to plug every single one of them, all those excuses and give the players believe belief that look we've got crowds back again. We've got um the break. We've got a full pre-season under our belt now. We've we've had, COVID's gone, everything we we've to go again and Klapp has done this. Like imagine how how difficult it was for the players going all the way uh, to the Champions League final, we got beaten by Real. Uh, to mistakes, you know, to pick them back up and go again, to finish in second of the league and picking the players back up and going again, this is this is Klopp's biggest challenge now is picking Ooh. the players back up off the floor. Um, there's that natural dip, right? And there's players like Mane, uh, who's played at such a high level for so long that. It's, it's natural that he's, he's due and he's well entitled to a bad season. It doesn't mean it's naturally going to be the end of the cycle of Mane being a player at, the, at, at the top. It may be, but it may not be. But there's definitely this, this team, this team still has something left in it. And we still have a manager that's well capable of lifting them up off the floor again. But, the, but that's, that's the challenge that's ahead. I'd love, I'd love if there was no, um, international fucking thing this year they could they could prepare properly. they could kind of do what they need to do and look we need to see we need to see klopp in his Mm -hmm. um in his his best uh kind of form again you know he's had a difficult season i don't know what the lead up to his mother passing away was like whether she was sick for a long time but that's taken us toll like there's there's so many things even our, our manager is wounded you know what I mean? And and time time is a good healer. Like we just need this season done now. And um and look, I, I'm still a top red. I still think that this team isn't finished with a couple of signings, get rid of the deadwood that's in the kind of this this squad and, and replace them with players that can challenge uh challenge the first team. And I think we we, we see a massive, massive improvement again.
3: Davo, the and Andy's talking about silence. There, um, the mentality bit. I think is it. it it's obviously going to be a, diff, a, a difficult one to shake. But do you think bringing in some fresh faces, some new players, just giving it a little bit of a, a spruce up in terms of the squad? Do you think that that will help? Just just shake shake things off because. He's got he's obviously he's gonna have to replace Wine and That's pretty much a, a starter every game. Um there's, there's there's you know arguments to say he's gotta replace Firmino. Maybe he already has, and that 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 that's kind of jotter and Firmino sort of drops to a, more of a bench roll next season. Off the cliff. <laughs> but do cliff. do do you think do you think Part of this men- reset of the mentality is doing doing some of these things in the in the transfer window and maybe being a little bit a little bit more brutal than maybe Klopp would have anticipated in terms of the squad re- not rebuild but certainly rejig.
5: Yeah, look, uh, new faces always help. I think you're always going to have to freshen it up to keep players on their toes. Like Kanate looks probably like it's going to happen. I don't. know, do look. That seems to be the talk anyway. But, yeah, like Phil said, it's it's not just one thing. It's kind of an, an awful lot of things. Do you know what I mean? I think Borneau really could be... Like, when you think of it, Andy alluded to the man and the amount of football he played. Like, Klopp doesn't really rotate. Like, if you if you think when he had all players fit, he'd play the same 11 every week if he could, it, it, it generally. And, like, that has to come a point where, where that hits you. Um And maybe it just happens that... Look,
1: staying healthy isn't easy. Watching your diet, hitting the gym, avoiding stress. But a good night's rest helps boost your overall health and wellness. And it couldn't be easier. The new Sleep Number 360 Smart Bed is the only bed that effortlessly adjusts in response to both of you. The result? You wake up ready for anything. Proven quality sleep is life-changing sleep. During our Memorial Day sale, save $1,000 on the new Sleep Number 360 Special Edition Smart Bed, Queen, now seventeen ninety nine. only for a limited time. To learn more, go to sleepnumber.com.
5: Coincide with, like, the, the drop-off and farm. I personally think maybe that could have been a bit of complacency that kicked in, maybe, uh, around Christmas time. And I'm not talking about the players thinking, fuck this, we'll just stroll to the league. I'm not, I'm not talking about that at all. I'm just thinking about, I remember... After Christmas, just after Christmas, we came into a run of games where we were all looking at them going, geez, lads, the next five or six are all winnable. And if we can do that, putting ourselves in a great position to go home in the league, and we just shot it. We didn't fuck him. we won, we won, we won, fuck all of them. So, like, and then I think when that happens, it's very hard to get it back. Yeah, you're, you're dealing with a small bit of burnout, or yeah, probably dealing with more than a small bit of burnout. You have to, after, you have to become a slight bit and place. You have to come off the back of, um, a difficult run of fixtures. Yeah, looking down the pipe at the games—six, five, six games. You think, yeah, we should win these games. in West Brom and Newcastle, blah blah blah. Then you end up not getting the points you deserve. Yeah, 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 getting that bit more leggy, and then it all just comes fucking. It all just comes tumbling now. <laughs> I, I think that's that's that that's kind of the way I'd i see it. Um, maybe you know what I mean?
3: Yeah, I mean, Phil. Um, you you obviously sound like. You think it's going to be a bigger mountain to climb next season than maybe a lot of fans are, are actually accepting or willing to kind of consider at this stage? I mean, what do you think is a successful rebound next season, given given the hole we've fallen into?
4: Depends on where we finish, mate. Depends on where we finish. If we finish outside of Europa, then you uh, there's there's absolutely no excuses and when i say outside europa i'm including the europa conference league as well right but there's like there's literally um you can't you can't afford not to get champions league there's no excuses right um and even at that i'd like if they don't get into champions league next season people will say title challenge and stuff like that there's no team in england has gone from finishing 425th to forced in the space of a season, it just hasn't happened. Even, even look at what we did with the exception of Leicester, which is a freak season, right? And it was a freak season. People need to remember that that was an absolute freak season. This is a freak season as well, where you have Leicester and West Ham possibly getting into the Champions League. So next season won't be a freak season. That's what people have to remember. The, the traditional teams will be back where they are. You'll see spores with a new manager and they'll, they'll throw whatever amount of money they've left over in their pot at it because they'll, they know they need Champions League for that stadium. You'll have United spending another. 400 billion, despite them having no money in the pot to go and spend money in, because they want to be seen to be still one of the top clubs in Europe. They'll be in the Champions League, they'll bank on it, and you'll have Arsenal who always find money because they have a big stadium there. They'll have fans coming back into the stadium that they do. doing. Chelsea are just going to, they're going to, Chelsea are going to back Tucco. They'll give him as much money as he wants to, to rebuild that team. So, in reality, I'm just like looking at us saying, we need to get Champions League. We get back in Champions League, then we can go and, and really see where we end up, right? Um, I don't care about domestic cups. If we get in the Europa League, I want us to win the Europa. I actually Ooh. do want us to win the Europa and I want us to get top four. And like the other thing is, I think a lot depends on what we sign, right? If we go the route of signing five and only one is actually a genuine upgrade on the starting position that we have at the moment, we're going to be in the same position this time next year, battling away for fourth place, right? If we go out and sign three and not worry about signing five, and I'm not talking about signing three players that are at least in the Sala type bracket or the Fabinho type bracket, okay, that really refreshes the spine. For me, it's refreshing the spine of that team. So we're talking about Winyaldum going, he's been part of that spine for four years, Ooh. right? That's what we need to refresh. Yeah. We need to have a young gun in waiting to come in to replace Hendo as well they need to go off and have that that person ready to come in and start getting games in the same way Hendo started getting the games we need three of those players we need something in midfield to go with Fabinho I think Thiago can can do can do something when he has the right support cast around but I really really, my my biggest concern is up front so if we don't get Champions League I keep Mane I bin Firmino we get whatever we can for Firmino and we lump what we can to get another player up there then you have Joseph you have the new player, you have Sala, and then you have Mane to come in as the alternate un- until he finds his form. And if he doesn't find his form, I'd rather have Mane to come in as an alternate than Rigi or Firmino because there's a chance he might start scoring goals for us again. Right? But you'd still have the issue with the fullbacks. Like the people this this is what's upsetting me. I thought we'd solve the fullbacks. I thought we had Williams who was going to be an okay backup for, for mm-hmm. Trent. And, and I thought we had Simikas who was going to be a backup for on the other side we don't those two lads are obviously sacks of shit and the, like and, and that's terrible because I think Williams has a decent player inside him but the fans the fans yeah. if you look at what's going on, on on social media in terms of what it is look at what they've done to Nico Williams how's that going to help a, a kids a, a mentality the only player we've brought through outside of Trent so far is Curtis Jones and the next yeah. one after that is Kevin Keller like the game he's the only player that in in along with Jones that has come in and has looked like a first 11 capable player in Alisson's absence and that poor kid's been injured since he got in like this is the madness that's going in I think that one other big upgrade is they need to look at their sports science department they need to look at their medical department in my opinion we've had a stupid amount of injuries now I do think there was always going to be this this happened at Dortmund it was going to happen this it's the style of play that Klopp brings in at some point injuries are going to happen because the amount of miles the players go back to Shane's point he likes to keep a tight squad and a tight number of players it's going to have wear and tear. And I think Klopp's growth has to be to understand he needs to use more players. Even mm. when, even if he has a Simicus and he has a Williams, sometimes you just have to play them because sometimes you need Robbo to have 90 minutes off, 180 minutes off. So as when we get to games like Newcastle, you have a 90-minute Robbo and not a 75-minute Robbo. You know what I mean? And I, I just honestly, I, I just think when I look at what what we have there, the mentality comes from three spine players, and then you really lump in behind it. Is I honestly, lads, I, I I don't rate Chamberlain, but I would I would be all in favor if they tried to convert him into a right back for the season. I I, I I if if Nico Williams isn't He's going to get up, used right if, back, yeah. yeah, I'd rather see him in, play in that position because the way he plays football isn't unlike the way Trent <coughs> p- plays operates from from the right full position, but at a lower level to what Trent does. Honestly, I've never. I, 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 I've,
2: I've never seen anyone treated as unfairly as Nico Williams. He he, yeah. done, he didn't do very much wrong at all. And a kid, like, like I've, I've never seen that happen to another player like to the yeah. scale, to that scale. Yeah. Like in another season, Nico could have come in and kinda of done a job here and there. There was less pressure, there was less focus. Good, I don't know. It's a
5: very good job for Wales, and he as well. Yeah. Whenever yeah.
2: I've seen well,
3: him play for Wales. while, so he's been...
2: so bizarre. And I mean, look, it is a social media thing as well. We have to remember that he um, could have really done with the support in Anfield at the time, and that was all going on for, for fans to get in behind him and clap him onto the pitch and whatever. Um, I've seen it with Kelleher as well. Like, you know, when well, we've had the deal with Adrian coming in for Alison, um, how well Kelleher done. And lately I've been reading a lot of stuff about we need to have a proper backup to... Um, Wallison. Well, Callagher's been excellent when he's come in. He's a really excellent. good up-and-coming goalkeeper. Mm-hmm. Really good. You know what I mean, Bye. so uh, it's just that it's just that strange thing that goes on on social media. You know, but it's not
5: listen. It's like I listen to different podcasts and stuff like that. And your man, Andy Mitten. That's uh, United. We stand or something. Um, he's going to like United. Have been. He's always said, Solskjaer. When fans are in the ground. They're behind him and the players a hundred percent. Don't use social media as a as a yardstick of what's going on with the fan the of the yeah. match going fan base, should I say. The match going fan base are behind. And I think Liverpool yeah. will be the very same with, with with the players with the likes of Nico Williams, yeah. um, and stuff like that. We can't use social media kind of as a, no, as you're a yardstick There's, for how for how players yeah. um players are treated. Um but ultimately look on the on the point uh, on the point going into next season, I just have like, I think Klopp said, how are you going to defend the title? And he said, listen, we're going to attack it. Now, listen, ultimately, through circumstances now, we haven't done that We've and, and we've crumbled. I just personally think, I know Phil is saying, he's worried about going into next season. I would like to see this team, I would like to see, I would like to see them called out. I'd like them to be under pressure. I'd like them to be pissed off with articles that's getting written. I'd like them to be pissed off about things that are being said. Now, having said that, I don't mean lines being crossed on social media and people being fucking dogged or like that. I mean, research, pieces, stuff like that saying, look, at this isn't good enough. He wasn't good enough X, Y, and Z. Because I, th- I think all elite sportsmen that you go in any sport, and Michael Jordans and everyone else, like when they're kicked, when they're, when they're written off, they come back stronger. And I think we need to see that from this team. We need to see, I'd like to see them call down and I'd like to see them respond. That's how yeah. I'd like to yeah, actually, see it come you know, forward next season. We see stats, but I'm sure
3: there's even behind the scenes there's probably analytics there, which I'm sure that you know the the club himself and the management team can can display in terms of the drop off that there's been for certain individuals this season. It's visual, but I'm sure I'm sure the the analytics would would back it up. One of the things that you would well I know we all love XG, but we have been so bad this season, like we've underperformed on our XG. By over ten goals, and we're in the same company as two teams who've been relegated, and Brighton. Like that, like that, that that just sums it up for me. You know, we've been for what for whatever else you can say, we've been so wasteful this season. Like the amount of of excuses. (laughs) (laughs) Fuck Ray. In fact, you can put straight to the top of the list.
4: Ray XG. XG,
2: uh, what what
4: can we call it? I, XG. I, 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 whoa, whoa. I had a fucking out-of-body experience there. Did this become an Anfield Index pod? All <laughs> a sudden? Don't you ever dare talk about XG. Well, actually, again. actually.
2: Uh, it's not even a real
4: thing. Speaking
2: sake, of Anfield of Index. We're going to press
4: pause here and make up empty stats now if you want to keep yeah. this up.
2: Speaking of Ant- I- Anfield, I would be really interested to know um, exactly how much of a drop-off there has been in, in effort in that final tour. When was the last time you heard a manager saying that they did a really difficult time when they came to Anfield, that they, they felt like they they couldn't get a breath? You know what I mean? How many players have said that? Art
5: yeah, just, just said he could get out. Couldn't get a breath, yeah. But how long ago? Yeah. That was that
2: was that was early on the season, wasn't it? Yeah. The, the Arsenal we, Yeah, we don't the suck. We time don't time suck the, uh, the energy out of the opposition anymore. We we
4: just we let them have it their own way. I mean, fuck, XG. This is like do you know what this is this is 14-15 possession stats. We won the possession. We had XG. We had this. Ask me bollocks. Ask me bollocks. Right. Stick up your hole. If you want to talk anyway, about XG, go look, on fucking the Fatback Forum or something like that, right? This is the forum. Not, we, don't, we, don't, we don't we don't use happen. letters X or G on on the forum. So we
3: uh, We're about to wrap up. Uh, I'm going to quickly ask you, uh, even though it's probably <laughs> the most irrelevant uh, recent Man United game, visit uh, to Old Trafford, uh, win, lose or draw at the weekend, Andy. Early prediction. Uh, but yeah, we win, lose. <laughs> <laughs> but you can't contemplate anything yeah. else, so win, lose, yeah. or draw.
4: I'm watching the draft, mate. You know, I've 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 stopped watching football, so I don't really care. And I, and I genuinely, like Shane and the lads go, Oh, I, I'm not going to watch this week. I've given up the packed in the season. And then they're back on on a Saturday. It's beautiful sunny Saturday. I was out swimming, I was out running, I was out with the kids playing football. Came back in that evening, watched a bit of the highlights, went, Not watching that crap, turned it off. Who cares? It's the all road, the drug, Don't bother it's the watching. Drug, the drug, it's not a the joke, drug man. The it's it's true, true, trust, true. True. trust me. Get out, Get out and enjoy yourself. Get out and yourself.
3: the sixth and sixth rounds of the NFL draft as Liverpool play? In one. In one.
4: I'll be seeing who the Bears are going to pick in their four picks in the sixth round of the draft. over there. And then the
5: 177th pick of the draft, the Chicago Bears select Phil, we have him sitting there on the couch with his jersey on.
4: Big time. Khalil Mack. I'll be having that's the one going for we, I hope we take a defensive tackle in the sixth round anyway, go on. and Shane
3: um, finally from behind the sofa win lose or draw
5: well I don't think we win right but one thing I would say is we've turned up at Old Trafford in the last couple of seasons when we've been the better side uh, are in the better place obviously by a mile and we've fucking been shit so maybe we'll turn up this week when we're, when we're in the shits and turn up and get a win that's why I'm playing so mad fucking weird head game with myself here saying That's like you know what? Uh, that's like saying story, <laughs>
2: That's like saying your man Kanate is all of a sudden not going to be injured.
5: You know, <laughs> yeah, what I mean? exactly. he's been injured right, for ages. Right. So well, he was injured like, on his holidays. Doesn't yeah, yeah, count. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Right, I, 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 go, I go, go. for, for we we draw. one off.
4: You know, you know one it's 1.7 xg, Liverpool 2.23 xg. Right, what that turns into an actual match, I don't know. But that is their xg for you. Mm. We, can, we can talk about the xg next. One feet. A one 0 right?
5: defeat. 1-0 defeat yeah. What do you, if, what, if, do you it, what do you it, think, right?
3: I think we win. I think we win because it it, it tip, it'll typify this season. It'll be the most pointless win. United, it will do nothing to damage United finishing second. It'll do nothing to help us top four, and it'll just be another example of what could have been this season. So I think I think. That's, that's why we win, to be honest yeah. with you. I think you put, put
5: a far more eloquently than I could, Ray. I'm kind of thinking the same. It's going to
3: it's gonna happen. It's going to happen, isn't it? Right. So we'll wrap up. Thanks, everyone. Thanks, Andy. Thanks, Phil. Thanks, Shane. Thanks to myself. We'll be back next <laughs> week. <mate>. Thanks, Ray. <laughs>
0: Thanks, Ray. Thanks,
3: Ray. Really, nice good, ha- really good at the hosting tonight. Well done. <laughs> we'll be back next week with four topics for lads. And um, look, until then stay safe next we'll week's a bank again. holiday monday oh well we'll still be on will we, <laughs> <Or won't> we? <laughs> Bye. See you later.
0: so let's say you're into yoga or pilates or maybe you dabble in gymnastics like me either way you know being flexible is key to doing what you love that's why smoothie king created this stretch and flex smoothie for people like us with whole fruits and organic veggies plus type 2 collagen Make it part of your daily fitness routine to support flexibility and joint health. So try the stretch and flex smoothie and tart cherry or pineapple kale. Order online today for pickup or delivery. Smoothie King, rule the day.
1: Hey, don't forget the Johnsons are coming over. I want to find a rosé Jill hasn't tried yet. Let's go exploring at Total Wine. Their prices are ridiculously low. Wondrous selection, helpful guides, always low prices. Total Wine and more.